going to go one way or the other, right? Either our work, if we allow it to, our work in our pride, in our sinfulness, our work is going to slowly envelop and take over the Sabbath day. Our work is going to take over our relationship with God and condition it. And, and pretty soon all we have left is our efforts. Or we place that Sabbath day first, that relationship with God first, and we look at everything else, all of our work in the context of that, so that even our work takes on the qualities of prayer. Hello and welcome back to Deep in Christ. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi, here at the Coming Home Network International, bringing to you another discussion about this, our daily task of growing in imitation of and relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. It's good to be with you again. I'm taking a little break from the study that my colleague Kenny Burchard and I were doing on the virtues and Christian unity to talk a little bit about the concept of the of a retreat. That's the topic for today. Making a retreat. It's an important aspect of being Christian for some of the reasons that we'll see we'll talk about here in a moment. But I want to remind you that this is a production of the Coming Home Network International. We are a network of converts to the Catholic Church, and our mission is to help you make your own journey home to the Catholic Church and to, you know, to share stories to be of, of encouragement to others who are on that journey. And so if that would be, uh, if we could be of, of assistance to you, check out chnetwork.org. We've got resources, a newsletter, an online community and staff members, you know, who'd love, uh, to, to hear your story, to be praying for you, to be praying with you as you journey onward. I want to talk a little bit today about the concept of a retreat. And, uh, as I, I wrote recently in an article for the Coming Home Network newsletter, uh, you're probably like me, uh, when you hear the concept of making a retreat, going on retreat, it's like, wouldn't that be nice? to go on our retreat right now in the busyness of my life, you know, so much going on. I'm a, I'm a husband and a father. I've got six kids. It's a busy time right now. And boy, a retreat sounds great. Um, and we tend to think that, uh, and we, we tend to dismiss the idea because it doesn't fit uh, in our life right now. But, uh, a couple of things are really important. Number one, we need to understand what a, what a retreat is, what, what's the core element of it, what we're called to do and where it fits in our lives as Christians and then it's only in the in the light of what it is, then we can make good decisions about where it fits or whether it fits. Um, I think as we'll see, it's actually something essential. Now we can't all, you know, go off to a monastery necessarily. We can't necessarily all go on pilgrimage across the ocean. Um, but we all need to have those times that we step aside from our normal life and we go out into the desert like Christ did to be with his father. Um uh, you know, throughout sacred scripture, we have examples of, of this, of stepping aside from life and going, going on retreat. But I like Christ's, uh, Christ's time out in the, in the desert. I think it's one of the, the neatest examples of that because he goes out in the desert and, he, and it's not to relax, right? It's to do battle in some sense. You know, out in the de- desert, he encounters the devil and he goes to war, uh, with, with his passions, with his, with the temptations of the devil. To rediscover, um, and I think he's, he's setting the model for us because, of course, Christ is God. But he's setting the model for us t- that we go into retreat. We go aside from our normal lives. We go into the closet to be with our Heavenly Father to do battle, to get back to the reality of who God is and who we are as his children and what we're doing here, what this is all about. Um, and if we don't have those times, 
uh, I think we can lose lose the lose the focus, lose the thread. I want to begin, you know, talking about this, thinking about the Sabbath day uh, as kind of the, the primordial example of what a retreat is and why it's so important. You know, from the beginning, we have this concept of the Sabbath day, the seventh day that God rested. And then we have in the Ten Commandments, of course, the commandment to take a Sabbath day to make it holy. And now, you know, to our present day as Christians, as as Catholics, we're exhorted to to take that seventh day, that Sabbath day, that Sunday, this now has become our celebration of Easter, of Christ's resurrection. We take that day and we are to set aside servile labors, set aside our, our normal work. Uh, we're to worship, we're to go to mass, but we're all, we're to rest, right? We're to set aside our work and rest. And that, that can be something that we wrestle with. Certainly all of us, if we're, if we're paying attention to the, to the Sabbath day at all, um, maybe we kind of, sort of, you know, rest on the Sabbath. Maybe we, we do a little bit here and there, but, but most of us wrestle with this concept of setting aside our work and resting on the Sabbath day. You know, what's, what's the point of it? There's a part of us that sort of says to God, consciously or subconsciously, why? Right? I could, I don't spend my life doing silly things. You know, I'm working and I'm taking care of my family and all that. If I, if I just worked more on the Sabbath day, I could get more Good done. I can do more good things, Lord. Isn't that the point here? Why do I, why do I set aside on the Sabbath to rest? And of course, as we practice it, as we, as we dig into it, as we learn about it, you know, we recognize that, um, a dis- we discover an important reality on the Sabbath day when we really practice it, when we really obey God and take a Sabbath day. We begin to discover the reality that this is at, at its deepest point, this isn't about our work, but it's about God's gift. All of life is gift. Um, and if we don't take a Sabbath day, this is what our Lord in his wisdom knows about us, that if we never take a Sabbath day, we will begin to forget that reality that all of life is gift. And we will begin to be convinced that it's about our efforts, our wisdom, that we can make heaven on earth or that we can build the kingdom or that we can save ourselves and we can't because ultimately all life is gift and ultimately only we can only be saved by Christ. And so we need that time where we step aside from our work and we remember that all of life is gift and all of life is grace. And that it's only in the context of gift and of grace that our work becomes meritorious, that it becomes holy, that it becomes part of what God is doing to transform us. It's really easy, I think, as Christians to slip into a practical atheism. Um, Pope Benedict talked about this, this, this practical atheism, practical relativism, I think is the term he used, where we might profess our faith with our lips. You know, I'm a Christian, God is the Lord, you know, Christ is my Savior, all these things. We can profess it with our lips. But we can begin to live our lives as if those things are not true, right? And we do this every time we, I mean, in some sense, in some low-level sense, every time we get angry, every time we get afraid, every time we, again, fail to take the Sabbath day. Because what are we doing when we do those things? Well, we're, we're saying by our actions that we don't actually believe that God is in control. We don't actually believe that he'll take care of us. We don't actually believe that that all this is only happening in the context of his creation, his love, his grace. And so, again, part of the Sabbath day is to challenge our practical, you know, ingrown, practiced atheism, relativism, 
Again, we can profess our faith, but it's the practice where it gets worked out, it gets refined, it gets strengthened, it gets proven. And the Sabbath day, again, is this weekly opportunity for us to put our money where our mouth is, so to speak. Lord, are you really the God of the universe, the Lord of my life? Um, you know, what if I put this work aside and I don't get enough work done? Well, is God the Lord? Is he really the most important? Will he take care of us if we are simply obedient, if we're faithful to his word, if we're faithful to his commandments? Will he take care of us? It's the Sunday. <laughs> it's the Sabbath day, this weekly opportunity to find out whether I believe that. And again, we don't do it perfectly. All of us, you know, in the messiness of our lives have to figure out how to make a Sabbath day holy. We have some of the basics from the church, the basic obligations. We go to mass for sure. Um, but then to, to more and more over time, practice making that day holy, to do more of our work ahead of time so we can really set it, set it aside, to plan that day intentionally so it can be a day of prayer and worship and rest and connection with other people. That takes practice. But every time we practice it, we practice being obedient uh, and, and stepping out in obedient faith to uh, what we profess, that God is the Lord and he's the Lord of the Sabbath. It may sound a little odd at first, but one of the, the vices I wanted to talk about in connection with this concept of retreat and of the Sabbath is the the vice of sloth or acedia, as it's often been called in the history of the church. And it may seem like an odd pairing because, again, some of us, when we think of the concept of retreat or the idea of going away on retreat, Precisely what comes to mind is, well, that would be lazy of me, right? To put aside my work and to go rest someplace, you know, or to put aside my work and on Sunday just to relax, you know, that's, that's certainly being slothful, right? But actually, again, one of the things that happens when we take a Sabbath, when we practice that, is it actually challenges this vice of sloth. Now, when we think of the vice of sloth, if you've heard of that, if you're familiar with the concept, we tend to reduce and oversimplify the concept to merely physical laziness. And so when we think, when we hear sloth, we just think of somebody sitting on, on the couch, sitting around, not being productive, not working. And that's actually a, a modern kind of oversimplified idea of what sloth means. It actually has a much deeper and I think more important meaning that we all can identify with. The way I like to think of the vice of sloth, this habitual pattern of, of sloth is a sadness of soul, a spiritual sadness in light of, of holy things. And what I mean by that is um, rather than um, embracing who God has made you and what he has made you to do and the reality of who he is, all the, that, those great truths that we live in, sloth is to shrink back from that, to want to turn away from it, to want to avoid it. Uh, and certainly sometimes that manifests itself in laziness, right? I have work to do today and the baby's diaper needs changed. And I need to go to work and all this kind of stuff. And I just, I'm tired and I'm lazy. Okay. That, that happens sometimes. I think more often for us modern people, what happens is, is it looks like the opposite where we actually want to keep on working, work, 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 stay busy, scroll social media, keep checking the emails. And all of that, because it's another way for us to, to look away from the truths of things, right? We can stay busy because it keeps us from having to think about the reality of who God is and who I am and what he really is asking from me, which much of the time is not more, 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 more work. It's more surrender. It's more love. It's more trust. It's more faith. It's more faith lived out in the practice of the Sabbath day. And so, again, the Sabbath day gives us this opportunity to challenge this sin of sloth, this vice of sloth that we all have, 
this desire in us to turn away from the truth of things, to hide from it, either in our laziness, in our indulgence, or in our, our perhaps over busyness, our over, our desire, you know, our, our workaholism or whatever you want to call it. On the Sabbath day, we turn and face God and we allow him to speak. We stop doing and speaking and saying, and we step back and we listen. And that allows God to challenge this in us, to, to, to brush aside the cobwebs and the doubts and the despair and to turn back to who he is. And again, on the other side of that is peace because God is the giver of peace, the giver of grace. On the Sunday, on the Sabbath, in this day of retreat, we, uh, we come back face to face with God, our creator, our father, who gives us everything that we have, who is taking care of us and who, yes, calls us to do our work. He calls us to conversion. He calls us to good works. He calls us to build up the church. He calls us to make disciples out of all nations. But all of that work has to stay in the context of our faith. And so, you know, it's going to go one way or the other, right? Either our work, if we allow it to, our work in our pride, in our sinfulness, our work is going to slowly envelop and take over the Sabbath day. Our work is going to take over our relationship with God and condition it. And and pretty soon all we have left is our efforts. Or we place that Sabbath day first, that relationship with God first, and we look at everything else, all of our work in the context of that, so that even our work takes on the qualities of prayer, right? We are acting when we work, but we're, we're receiving and giving back to God. That's what's most important. It's not that it originates from us. It's that we are in obedience to God. We are doing what he has called us to do today. And so, again, the Sabbath day roots our work in the reality that all is from God and that ultimately that our, our, our telos, where we're oriented, where we're destined for, is heaven, is perfect relationship with God. And again, that's all a matter of grace, not our work. Our work is how God is transforming us, incorporating us into his love, making us vehicles of his love, and tra- but again, transforming us. Uh, and so we have to keep our work in that proper context. So Sunday is this primordial example of the concept of the retreat. I think what's at, what's at the core, what's the essence of a Christian retreat? And we're, we're called by God to make this weekly retreat and to do it better and better. And that's, I think, something we all need to practice. But there's other, other ways that we retreat in life, other little Sabbaths, if you will, that we need to take. Uh, I think one example of this I like to think of is, is a, just as every week needs a Sabbath day, well, every day needs a Sabbath hour, right? In our day of, of work and responsibility and tasks and calendar items and people, we have to have that time that we set aside to, to step away from our work and simply be with God. And that's our, you know, our daily prayer time. Now, whether it's an hour, some people, you know, have more time, some people have less time, but all of us as Christians should be taking that time every day to be with the Almighty God. And certainly we, we, in that time, we might read scripture, we might meditate, we might pray the rosary as Catholics, we might pray the liturgy of the hours, pray the Psalms. Um, but even with those prayers where we're contributing, where we're reading or we're reciting or we're reflecting, we still want to keep that quality of, of receptivity, of being with God and allowing him to speak. Because after all, that's what's most important is what God's doing, not what I'm doing. And every day needs some of that time. Because again, just like with the Sunday, if we don't have that time during the day where we step away and we simply avail ourselves of God's presence, of his grace, 
we can begin in the busyness of the day to, to, to lose that focus, lose that context that God is the Lord and that all my work, if it's to be of any good, of any fruit, if it's to, to be part of God's salve, my, uh, you know, his saving grace in my life and not my damnation, then that work needs to flow from him and back to him. It needs to be in the context of his gift of grace in life and my gift of love back to him and to the people around me that he's given me. And so that daily Sabbath hour, you know, we need to have this time where we retreat, you know, back into our, our closet, as, as Christ says, to simply be with the Father, to pray to him in secret, to, to, to hear what he has to say to us. Um, and so that's an important piece of every Christian's life is to establish that daily uh, time of prayer. And certainly we want to pray at all times. We want to pray, you know, when someone asks us to pray for them, whenever we think of it, we should be practicing throughout the day. But I think to make it real concrete, we need to have that established planned hour to, to know for sure, you know, that, that God really is in that first place of priority in our lives. Another kind of Sabbath that I've been thinking about lately is, is again, to, to make it even more minute, you know, the Sabbath, the week needs a Sabbath day, the day needs a Sabbath hour. Well, you know what? I found it helpful to even make sure that every hour has some Sabbath minutes. You know, when I'm getting into deep work, when I'm writing or I'm working through things, I have a tendency to, uh, to again, want to double down and, and keep working as long as possible and to just uh, to hammer it home. Um, but it's easy as we do that to get anxious, to get frustrated because we are are catching this glimpse of of the efficaciousness of our own work and it feels good and we want more, more, more. Uh, we can stress ourselves out. You know, we can forget in that hour, in that work, again, that God is the Lord. And so even having time every hour to, to step back, take a deep breath and remember God is the Lord and this work is his. And I want to stay in his presence and in, in be mindful of, of the reality of his grace as I go about this work. I've, I found that to be a helpful thing as well. So with all that in mind, let's go back to that original idea, the concept of taking a, a retreat, a more concerted step back from normal life, maybe taking a few days, maybe doing it, you know, once or twice a year, stepping back from your life to, again, go on pilgrimage to a holy site or to visit a monastery and pray with the monks or the nuns, or perhaps just to go camping and, and to spend some time out in nature with God and, and, and your Bible. You know, these are all great, great ideas. And I think to that, but that, to that question of, of do I need a retreat? Can I take a retreat? Whether, is it important or not? I think whether or not we have time for it and whether or not it's important, that has to be understood in the light of what it is, right? Um, in some sense, it's essential for all of us Christians to have time of retreat. Now, maybe in your present life right now, you know, you really work that Sabbath day, work that Sabbath day. That's an ironic thing to say. No, you really, you really make that Sabbath day holy. You've really worked at making it holy and giving it to God. Uh, and that's wonderful. I think that's, that's, I think the primary way that we're supposed to practice this ideal. But I think most of us, um, need some practice at it. And most of us do from time to time need to take that more concerted step away, uh, to be with God, to go out into the desert. And again, we can do that by going someplace physically, or we can do it in a more spiritual way, simply by carving out that time. Uh, again, here on the Coming Home Network website, we put together some resources in a recent newsletter, uh, on the idea of making an in-home retreat, an at-home retreat. You know, the idea that you don't need to go somewhere necessarily to make a retreat. You can carve out the time and the space uh, to give God a more longer 
stretch of time to simply be with him and listen to him. And you can assemble, you know, resources and readings and things to listen to. And, but again, mainly that time, that quality time to be with God. So consider taking a retreat, scheduling one, you know, look out ahead, you know, if it's a busy time right now, um, begin to think about when and how the Lord is calling you to, to step away uh, and to really give him more time. But in the meantime, of course, attend to those little Sabbath opportunities that we all have and that we're commanded to have, especially that weekly Sunday Sabbath, that weekly retreat that we are to make with God. Uh, and so practice that, practice those daily, the daily prayer, make sure that you, you know, the, the week has a daily Sabbath day and that day has a daily Sabbath hour. Well, that's all I've got for you today. Again, this is Deep in Christ uh, and you can check out more information at chnetwork.org about this program as well as about the rest of, of our apostolate, this ministry, the Coming Home Network International. We are here to help you on your journey to the Catholic Church, to, to come home and to be at home in the Catholic Church. And so if you have questions about Catholicism, uh, wherever you happen to be in your journey, you know, whether you are a new Catholic or you're in RCIA or you're on the journey, you know, thinking about becoming Catholic, or you're just asking questions, again, we uh, we make no presumptions about you and we're not here to push, pull, or prod you in, in any direction. We simply want to help you make the next right step in following Jesus Christ. And so uh, check out chnetwork.org. We've got a newsletter. We've got resources and videos and an online community. And again, a staff of people who'd love to pray with and for you on your continuing journey. So God bless. Talk to you again next week here on Deep in Christ. See you then.